Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Welcome to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Aditi Daga, the co-founder of The Beatbox. Aditi, along with her partners, Katharina Dixon and Dean Murphy, set up The Beatbox in September last year. Uh, it creates 100% plant-based meal kits with inspired recipes, fresh pre-portioned ingredients in biodegradable and fully compostable uh, packaging, uh, and music to cook to. So, wow, full package. Uh, the Beatbox exists to challenge the status quo of weekly dinners with the objective to reduce food waste, drive sustainable lifestyle, and help time-starve schedules that we're all accustomed to of Dubai residents and beyond. But today, we're going to talk about the story uh, of the Beatbox, how it came about, and how generally uh, you found setting up a uh, uh, food business in Dubai and also go into more detail now that we're in Veganuary and talk about plant-based nutrition. So good morning Aditi. Good morning Richard, thanks for having me. Good That's to quite see a you. mouthful of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, well, you, you, you and the, the team have obviously put together a fairly reputable company in a short space of time so you have a lot of well thought out and lots of experience and uh, yeah, just you, you know, it was good to learn about the company in advance so congratulations yeah. on setting up the Beatbox. Thank you. And uh, um, how's it gone? How's it yeah. been? <laughs> <laughs> well, you say um, officially we started in September, but I feel like the, the wheels have been in motion for much longer than that. And um, we, this is, I feel like our story of the beatbox is quite synonymous with 2020. Uh, you know, we're three friends. We've lived in Dubai for bonus of 15 years. We've been friends for the whole time. And uh, we're from all over. So I'm from India. My One of my co-founders is from Czech Republic and the other co-founder is from New Zealand. It's very much a Dubai story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we found ourselves back in March, April around this virtual COVID crisis table. Um, and, you know, we food is something that's always brought us together as friends, but it's also brought us together as colleagues. We've come from a strong hospitality and food and beverage background. And when COVID came and we were all in lockdown, um, it was we started to talk amongst uh, talk about um, the industry as, uh, in general, but also how things have changed that industry, how things have changed our jobs and our careers and our world, but not just as uh, people who work in the industry, also as consumers. You know how demand has changed, how. Um, the awareness levels, the uh, expectation from customers. Um, and, and then vegan food, uh, plant-based food has always been something of a little bit of a contention between the three of us. I've been a vegan for a whole number of years and the other two partners are not. Uh, but it's something that's always excited us and brought us together and challenged us. Um, given the changes that we've made to our personal lives and our diets and our uh, conscious consumerism, it was a natural next step for us to think about how we could bring vegan food to the bigger audience. And we started really simple. We started during uh, COVID just to send um, meal parcels to our friends and our friends' friends. And then that circle kind of grew and grew and grew. And we started off by simply sharing recipes. 
mm. and ingredients. And we said, I know you love the idea of cooking vegan, but it's really hard for you to understand what that next step, how to translate that into action. So here's a meal kit, try it out. And the response I have to say was quite overwhelming. So we really started this as small as we could and it grew into something that we didn't expect. And the really the reactions from the local food scenes or the local consumers has been amazing. That's, um yeah that's yeah, a, initially that's amazing yeah <laughs> continue initially yeah. we thought that this appeals a lot to people who are vegans and vegetarians who already have that consciousness into their diets but we were wrong um most of our audience and most of our consumers are people who consume meat on pretty much a daily basis but now want to find that balance mm. and struggle to do so yeah so more of so, a plant focus kind of approach yeah absolutely yeah, and the, the whole purpose of the beatbox is really to remove that intimidation factor around, I want to be more focused on eating plants. How do I do that so that the meals are fil fulfilling, uh, they taste good, they're nutritionally dense, the kids will enjoy it, um, and it's still fun. You know, it's still a great meal to cook up and, and have and share. And so it's, it, it was about all those, hitting all those kind of touch, touch points. Um, and for us, food is very therapeutic. It can be very therapeutic and so can music. So when we came up with the name, The Beatbox, it was only, it made perfect sense to combine the two. So basically what we do is with every recipe, you get a Spotify code that has a playlist designed oh, wow. for that recipe. Yeah. So you cook to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it comes from. I was wondering. I thought it might be beetroot or something, but no, there's a music part to it. That's a nice touch. It is beetroot. <laughs> we do love beetroot, but yeah, it is, is box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, so many interesting kind of things there. You know, a COVID sort of, uh, uh, you know, inspired business decision and to take the plunge into that area. Um, and then sort of macro trends around direct-to-consumer in terms of delivery and uh, things like that and meal plans, but also the, the vegan uh, trend, uh, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about. But can you just uh, talk a little bit about, you know, three co-founders coming together, bringing a wealth of experience um, and a little bit about your own background and, and their skill set and experience as well? Um, yeah, sure. My other two co-founders have a very strong background in food and beverage and hospitality. That's really where our base is and where we've all come from. Um, and our love for food and, and how the food, local food scene has grown. We've all worked with startups. We've all worked with um, very, um, um, very reputed um, hospitality brands, you know, really big uh, and food and beverage concepts, but also really new concepts. So we, we bring kind of varied experience with that. Uh, personally, I left that corporate scene uh, a few years ago to, to focus on um, working in development, and that's where I went off and uh, I, I traveled to a, a few places. And um, what I realized is that food is something that not just in the past, and not just in the past few years, but in the past a decade of my experience, it's always been something that's uh, come up again and again. And it's not just from the development projects that I worked in where food was, where there was food scarcity as a problem. 
but also when you come to uh, places like Dubai where water shortages and you know there's there's issues here about food waste so food was always sort of a linking factor mm. um, so even though I wanted to work in areas of development food was something that was very pertinent to all the, the changes that we were seeing in the world around climate change and so on and so forth when you look at the conversations like uh, 10 years ago in the city, you could almost see people taking a physical step back when you said you were vegan. <laughs> you say, here comes the preaching, <laughs> here, comes, here comes the lecture. And really what's amazing, and I know we're going to touch on this a little later, but what's been amazing is that the dialogue has completely changed around plant-based food. The awareness, the dialogue, and mm. the, um, the open-mindedness towards it. But also... I mean, look at Netflix for the last five years alone, the number of documentaries that are dedicated to plant-based food and the link that plant-based food has to your health, to the environment, to um, to animals and so on and so forth. And it's, it's, it's really amazing to see. And if we had started this business five years ago, I don't think we'd be having, I think we'd be having a completely different conversation. It was the right time, the right place, yeah. and the right people. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it does seem to have the right ingredients, pun intended, but it, the, the mix seems to be a, a nice fit, um, and it, it's a compelling story. It's interesting. Uh, but on the sort of um, emergence of vegan, I, I think I first uh, I remember going, I was in London in 2010 in Islington, and we, we went for a friend's birthday uh on upper street and it was a vegan restaurant and there was nothing else on the menu so the opposite challenge that people have and i just couldn't really get my head around it i just i just didn't get it like you know it was it looked like chicken it wasn't and it was lots of those type of um uh products and things like that then but but you know we saw we saw the trends coming and you know so another story, but I was, I'm listening to, I'm doing Veganuary this month and I've been paleo for five years. So I'm, I'm transitioning, like I have a pegan meal plan, so paleo and vegan, but I'm listening to uh, uh Ultraman book, Rich Roll, and he's talking about yeah. plant-based and it's just amazing how he, um, you know, busts the myths around uh, protein and where it actually comes from. It's, it can get more, it's almost more, uh, when you get into it, it's more nutritional and you see the benefits. It's less about the previous connotations, which might be yeah. associated with, say, you know, activists and things like that. But actually, yeah. there is a real awareness around the environment and there's a, a real, yeah. as you said, shift towards that. So it seems to be seems to be good timing. But uh, there was a lady from the UK uh, um, who was interviewed on the radio recently in Dubai, and she said her business up in 1993 or six or something like that over 25 years ago and but they seem to be you know they seem to be ready for this shift as well so do you do you think that you know if you you know you know maybe it would be different maybe instead of um a, a covid type delivery type food plan business that the beatbox might might have been a cafe say five years ago or what do you think sure i mean um look setting up a a, a the local food scene is incredible, right? It's an incredible space to be in. Um, it's extre extremely competitive, but mm. it's also very innovative, and which is why we love being in this space. Um, some of the advantages that we have to, to other businesses is, one, we don't have the burden of rent, right? We don't have the burden of focusing on footfall or on uh, having a, a set space. Um, Do you have a dark kitchen? 
Sorry, do you have a we dark kitchen? We do have a dark kitchen. Okay. Yes, yeah, we do have a dark kitchen. Um, you know, 60% of Dubai's uh, population have some kind of app on their on their phones to get food delivered to them. Like people are very used to um, having technology driving their food choices, uh, which is why it's amazing for us to be able to be in the space where we can come to the customer wherever they are. So we deliver all over the UAE, uh, no restrictions, wow. which is which is fantastic. Um, uh, and I think the other thing is um, for food business in Dubai, you have to have that concept and that menu that transcends trends um, is not so focused on trends, but it's really deep down driven to based on what consumer demands are. And you definitely see that uh, in Dubai. You see that growth of vegan, plant-based um, food choices which is again really really good and it's it's not just on trend but it's it's what is happening in the world um and you know being all plant-based helps us manage our food costs a lot better uh which is a huge part of the food and beverage uh, business uh the fact that we can buy almost most of our products locally where possible uh organically where possible where we right. can support small farms um, so, you know, that is another real big advantage uh, to, to working in food and beverage right now and this particular model that we have yeah. right now. Um, you know, um, we are all, the three of us are very involved uh, in the business as all most founders are. Um, but I think these these things really matter when you're doing food and beverage in this city because it is extremely competitive and uh, it is the consumers know what they want and they have enough choice out there yeah. to, uh, to choose from. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit the decision making and a, a little bit around the packages and the, the meal plans in terms of, you know, once you decided that it was going to be plant based, once you decided that you were going to kind of create uh, even the decision around meal kits and and that uh, did you did you look at the different uh consumer de- uh, behaviors out there did you look at the different apps the different dark kitchens um and uh and what is the sort of model and the packaging process uh, the short answer is no, we weren't that calculated <laughs> we we went with a lot of the gut feel so yes of course we did look at um, uh, we did look at all the dark kitchen options. Um, we were we were very thorough with, rega- with regards to you know what kind of options we could have for with regards to meals and pricing. But when it came to, for example, th- there's a lot of companies that do meal plans, ready meals, and that hits the spot with a certain demographic and a certain customer base. But what we really wanted to do with this was to teach you how to create those plant-based meals. So it's, again, removing that intimidation factor. If you have a really good vegan meal in a restaurant or it's delivered to you um, as order in, it might be great, but then if you wanted to ever recreate that, you still have the stumbling block you know the, mm. that so i could go to someone's house and what my co-founders would do yeah they would come over we'd enjoy a great meal together but would they go home and recreate it no there was this this gap between what they wanted to do their intentions and what they actually did for us it was the idea of teaching people or giving people the opportunity to learn how to make their own cheeses at home 
do you, you know, everyone always says to me, the hardest part about being vegan is I can't give up cheese. And I get it. <laughs> I do. I do. I really like, I, yeah. I can't say that I miss it because I think that your palate changes. Yeah. And I think of all the things that are, um, that I don't appreciate about the dairy industry as an example, which is why it makes it easier for me, but yeah. it has to be a process. I have preached my entire life about being vegan and it's never gotten me anywhere. <laughs> so what can I do differently? If I sent you a box, Richard, at home and said, okay, Richard, you've tried vegan for a month. That's great. How about we show you how you can continue doing that? And maybe it's not every day of the week. Maybe it's three days of the week. Maybe it's one meal a day. But if you knew, if you had the tools to use the old yeah. adage, demand to fish and or buy yeah. a fish for him yeah so that's really where the thinking came from it had to be about showing the customers yeah and since we started that we've had varied responses we've had people who've said well yeah great thanks for showing me how to make the cheese can you just put it in the box and give it to me <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Um, we've also had people who said, no, we like the step-by-step. We want to learn. So our menu choices, we have 10 new dishes that we introduce every single week. And so it's really focusing on that variety, especially living in Dubai. You're so used to all these different cuisine types and different choices. So it's really about that, but it's also about the balance. We have meals that are 30 minutes or less because people are in a rush to get dinner on the table. We have choices that are low carb, gluten-free, um, and we adapt recipes to that. We also, um, have, um, a variety. So we have things, what I call the challenger meals where you you're really you know learning something new really a dish that you've had 10 times over you know uh, um in restaurants but never made yourself and things that are really simple just throw three things in a pan and, and you've got it so it's really evolved since we started mm. and i was so uh, I was so adamant that uh, it had to be something that people create from scratch, but now we understand our audience a little better and we're learning all the time, every day. The feedback is such an important part of it. Nice. And being in a startup and having that personal connection with your customers has made a tremendous difference to us, a tremendous difference. So you're kind of directly in um, touch with them. Um, but So just to explain it, you know, I, I've been exploring a few of the apps and I see there's lots of yeah. different vegan options on some menus, but also vegan-specific dark kitchens. But if I was to order from the Beatbox, I would choose between how many recipes each week uh, and you would send the recipes and the ingredients. Is that how it works? And how, would, yeah, how do I sorry, find you? Yeah. Yeah, so um, so you can log, we're on social, so the Beatbox Emmy. Uh, we have a, a landing page website, which is in development, but we are, we're really active on social. And so you order directly through us uh, on WhatsApp. Mm. Um, you, we, order, we ask that you order a minimum of two recipes for the week. There's no commitment, so you can order this week. You don't have, you can skip a week. There's no commitment there. Um, it's a minimum of two recipes simply because of the financials around how um, the, the logistics, like we, we deliver anywhere to UAE and it's free delivery. Uh, so it's included, mm. uh, but also the packaging, et cetera. And the fact that if you're trying vegan meals, you really need to try at least two recipes to get your head around what 
what you can achieve with plant plant-based meals. Uh, so it's a minimum of two recipes. We've had people ordering up to six recipes a week. Um, we recommend, so everything's pre-portioned um, and we send a box with pre-portioned ingredients and the recipe uh, straight to your door and right. you just refrigerate it and use it within the next couple of days uh, whenever you're ready to cook. Um, packaging is a big part of our DNA. It was, uh, it's also a big part of our spend, uh, cost. Um, we do not use anything plastic, uh, single use plastic especially, but no plastic. So every aspect of our packaging is biodegradable uh, or compostable. Mm. Um, we also recycle the bigger boxes uh, and steam clean them. So that, that you know, because for COVID, um, but it's, uh, it, it, was a, it was a decision that we made very early on. And it was because it was important to us uh, whether our customers expected or needed or wanted is a different story, but it was really important to us. We stayed true to that right from the beginning. And we've uh, searched high and low for this, these packaging options, which are actually a lot more uh, available now in the UAE market than they would have been a couple of years ago. So that's really great to see as well. Interesting. And for someone starting out, you know, what, what they have in the kitchen, what are the, basic things that that you need and the rules that you know obviously oil is vegan but honey isn't and things like that like are there are there things <laughs> that are there any basic tips you can give people before they kind of make a little mistake <laughs> when, did you, when did you realize honey wasn't vegan was it pre pre-january or uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning no, i'm learning <laughs> no no Great, it's great. Yeah. Actually, my two co-founders are constantly asking questions, and sometimes I don't <laughs> fully know. There's um, I think people also see a difference between plant-based and vegan. Vegan is an encompasses for for a lot of people an entire lifestyle. So, for example, you wouldn't wear leather. Mm. Really, shouldn't own a car. You shouldn't travel. You shouldn't have kids. <laughs> <It goes> on, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. but, um, um yes. Uh, so we um. I'm sorry, I've forgotten your question. No, it's just about the the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, if, if you bring the recipes in, um, do you, the ingredients? Do you give people everything, or do you do you assume that they will have, say, salt and pepper and oils and things like that? It's exactly that. So just your basic olive oil and salt and pepper is the only thing that we require you to have. If mm. we're using ingredients that have um, sesame oil or avocado oil or uh, coconut oil, we will supply it. So we pretty much supply everything except for those three ingredients. Um, all the equipment that's required is actually mentioned on the recipe cards. So some most of them would require really basic things, a blender, like a Nutribullet even, um, and um, maybe some require an oven or a pot and a frying pan. That's it. That's okay. all you really need. Uh, yeah, keeping it simple. <laughs> can, just to give us a flavor, can you tell us one of the new recipes or dishes that you have this week? Um, or yeah, um, starting next week, I'm, I just we just cooked up um, spinach uh, polpettes, uh, which is an Italian uh, meatball. Uh, so there's spinach and lemon polpettes with an almond um, almond pesto, almond basil pesto, and whole grain spaghetti. As an example, wow. that was just yesterday. Okay, good. <laughs> good to get a flavor. It's coming up to lunchtime. Um, so, and, and yeah, Aditi, when when you decided to set up the business, uh, how did you go around that part of it? Uh, you know, did you how did you do the licensing? And um, we also heard some uh, spoke to some companies during COVID who were doing 
there was a pizza company who were make your own pizza, do it yourself, and there was something like that. So, um, do you, yeah, and, and talk a little bit about that in terms of uh, the demand for people now not eating out as much and wanting to uh, cook at home more. Um, so the visa process was actually relatively simple. Uh, we went with um, an uh, Silicon Oasis uh, visa, so Dubai based. Um, it, it was it, we went through an agent that helped us with all the paperwork. It was really easy to put together. We obviously shopped around and did our homework around what what it would require. We are um, and then we with the kitchen space, we actually looked around a lot. Uh, we explored all the options. I felt like we explored all the options. And we finally settled on a kitchen space that's um, co-owned by uh, Ben's Farmhouse, which is another startup and uh, someone we know really well. So our kitchen is based out of Silicon Oasis. Um, we went through, we hired the chefs that all had the right certificates. We, um, our kitchen's half-sap audited um, and certified. Um, and, and, Everyone there um, uh, was was had the right certification, so it was easier for us to go down that route and work with a cloud kitchen or a dark concept, a dark kitchen concept, than think of setting up our own for sure. Um, even with COVID and even with all the options, and there were a lot of options mm. um, out there, it was still easier for us to go through a dark kitchen concept. Yeah, it can be. There can be a lot of things and difficult to navigate at times. But you, in the Silicon Oasis, are you registered as a cafe or a restaurant, or a, do you have that type of license, or what? What would the activity be for this type we of business? A, uh, we have a catering license, oh, so it's food delivery and catering. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, if someone, irrespective to you know the concept that you have, if someone wanted to go about, uh, you know, setting up a food delivery business. The, they're yeah. the big questions that they need to figure out. Where do they get their license? What is, what is it? And then how to have the right kind of um, uh, checks in place uh, and the right kitchen in place that isn't, you know, your own kitchen per se. So they yeah. were the big decisions. The, the, the advantage with going with some of the bigger cloud kitchens, I think, is um, if you're focused on um, made food, uh, cooked food, sorry, and uh, and delivery, is that they have all of the delivery apps registered with them so it becomes really easy and accessible for you to then be on these platforms hmm. um, and then cater to that audience um, the other advantage with working with cloud kitchens is that uh, they're based in several locations so suddenly your footfall is uh, or your catchment area rather is uh, has expanded from your small little space that you would normally be in to multiple locations across um, with our particular business, because we were focused on not cooked food and everything is ordered uh, the day before. So for example, if you wanted to order a meal, you'd have to order it the morning off. So today for delivery anytime tomorrow. So we work on a 24, 12, 18, 18 hour cycle, if you will. Mm. Um, and that made it really hard for us to be on the delivery platforms. Um, we also struggled with the commission structure um, mm. around delivery. Food delivery is extremely expensive. Mm. Um, and really when we started out, we, we've, we've launched this business in September. So we're, we're just out the door really, uh, you know, and uh, for us to have, um, uh, to, for us to be able to commit the numbers that were required by some of the food delivery apps, it was just not feasible and not possible. Uh, we just couldn't negotiate it. Um, so we 
when we went with this cloud kitchen space, we actually hired a cold chain logistics company that delivers all the food for us. Mm. So everything's in refrigerated vans, kept in refrigerated warehouses, and then delivered to the customer. Um, and again, it's all HACCP audited and certified, obviously. So that was that was a key decision, I think, um, because that means you're... A lot of people have, I mean, everybody I know has a food delivery app of some sort on their phone and not being present on that was a, was a big decision for us. Um, but it was something that was financially driven, but also keeping in mind the nature of the business, we just couldn't, yeah. um, have it on demand. Uh, will that change in the future? I don't know. Um, at the moment we have no plans to change it. Yeah. And we just want to give it one full financial year and see uh what Amazing. the market yeah. does yeah yeah i think it's it's interesting it's thank you for sharing that in terms of the ecosystem and the different players and how kitchens adapt and logistic companies adapt and you know to provide for your ideas and things like that so it's it's great to see how many options and even uh you know that there's an you mentioned ben's farmhouse and all the different partners that you can have and the, the kind of shared stories and things like that is really cool um and yeah also that you know, when you start a business like this, I was thinking last year when everything was happening that, uh, you know, the, the people who are going to do well are the ones who not not just get in touch with the customers, but really sort of feel their way through it. So get out WhatsApp and really connect and you don't have them. If it's a retail thing, you don't have the big store, but you could uh, be drop shipping or you could be texting and you can really you know, once you have the data, then you can make that decisions. If if all your customers yeah. demand that you're on an app and then you might go, oh, well, I could be on a super app, which is like a, a, an app that does groceries as opposed to um, yes. meals in 20 minutes, hot meals in 20 minutes. So I, th I think yeah. it's really interesting approach to do it organically and, you know, not also be swept up by all this sort of um, the other thing that's happening in the space, which is a lot of uh, venture investments into yeah. like dark kitchens and other things like that. So it, it's an interesting story. Um, what what else have um, you it's learned? Definitely yeah. tempting. <laughs> it's definitely because <laughs> uh, you 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 get. Um, it's also never been as accessible to be part of the food and beverage scene as it is today. Like for you to start up, we we can you can pretty much set up a food concept and a food business and get out the door to the first customer in a matter of a couple of weeks. Mm. I mean, that's never been possible before. Mm. Mm. That's really interesting that you can start talking to customers and be on a delivery platform within a few weeks. Um, whereas before, of course, with brick and mortar taking precedence, you, you had to really do your market research and here you're actually doing your market research live. Mm. So when we talk to our customers on chat and on WhatsApp, I, mean, I know, I know a lot of, uh, I know details about our customers' behaviors more so than any market research would have given me, have had I been in a more traditional setup, mm. uh, or even working through aggregators, because the amount of mark, the amount of data that you get through aggregators isn't as it can never be this. It can never replicate the kind of conversations that we're having with our customers. I know what time the kids go to take a nap, so don't deliver at that time. I know who has a dog. I, I mean, we know <laughs> things about people's lives and we feel so connected to them. Um, but it also makes a difference because of the feedback. So, you know, if you've ever ordered a meal 
and then had a had, had a problem with it and re, you know returned it or had your credit refunded the the amount of information that comes to the restaurant um and the ability of that restaurant to do something about it to 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 you know to alleviate that customer's problem or to um uh, recover the customer is is limited uh, whereas if we if one of our customers had a challenge we have all the power in the world to to do something uh, that would appease them and and fix the problem mm. so that makes a big difference when I mean, you start local and we start organic when you start small there's a real beauty to it there's a real challenge to it you never sleep <laughs> you're constantly <laughs> on coffee but but there's a real there's a really amazing um satisfaction to it as well interesting for sure amazing and so what what do you and your co-founders have plans for the beatbox you know are you taking a step by step or where would you like to take the business uh we definitely want to be more tech savvy so we have a lot of ideas around what we want to do to continue to solve those problems so one one idea that we threw out there was you would have a lot of groceries in your refrigerator as an example but you won't have you don't know what to do with them you don't know what to cook with them mm. imagine if there was a there was a way for us to develop recipes that would that would help you use things rather than contribute to food waste mm. these are ideas that we want to try and start developing but on a much more simpler level we want to because music is such a big element because we want to uh continue to support the local scene we want to start working with a lot more local musicians and artists uh to develop uh music for us uh we want to continue to keep that ratio of uh, or increase that ratio of local produce and organic produce to um to, to really um make it as high as possible so that we are working with farms and and not contributing to the carbon footprint of uh, of food um and then i suppose um making it simpler and more e- and easier for people to access um resources that help them make those decisions so nutrition is a big part of it and we have had um it's really interesting as a as a co-founder you uh, as a founder of a business you have these opinions that somehow sometimes take over what would be in the best interest of the customer and for me nutrition was one where um you know we're working with plant-based meals so everything's whole food plant-based so it's all nutritious so we don't need to do calorie counts as an example but what we've learned is that customers want that they okay. they have certain goals of their own yeah. that we need to respect and um and help out with so we're starting to work with nutritionists that can can again deliver that information one of the big shifts that we were talking about earlier around um plant-based meals and and the mindset one of the reasons i i believe two strong reasons one is um the, the social awareness around it you know the likes of um uh, opinion pieces celebrities and so on mm. and so forth but also the amount of research that is now you have access to that helps you make an informed decision mm. whereas previously we were reliant on these you know kind of jargon filled reports that would mm. tell you the pros and cons and here consumers have so much information at their fingertips so if you're not sure where vegans get their protein i mean all you have to do is google it and you yeah. will see that protein is never never an issue but if i had 
of Durham for every time someone asks me that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. But um, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, it, it's great to hear you describe it like that as well, because this, there is, it might be, you know, people might see Netflix documentaries, but actually the whole awareness, it's in mainstream media. Um, I, I know these guys in the UK who've set up a, a plant-based news uh, media company and they do PBN travel and it's just huge. It's just, this, you know, and they really lead with the kind of populist sort of mainstream stuff, but then provide all the information so it's very accessible now like you know I'm, I'm yeah. kind of as I mentioned I, I was starting veganuary but doing it as a sort of like well when I'm doing when I'm doing the food I'm also going to consume books related to it and you know yeah. interview interesting people and uh, learn more <laughs> about it because you can kind of you can kind of it's pick it up as you go along you might know everything at the start and you can kind of choose what suits your lifestyle how far you want to take it whether it's letter yeah. letter pants or kids I, I don't know but 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 it's just yeah, really no, no. it's just really interesting <laughs> as well on the whole um on the, on the other levels like uh on yeah. the you know Bloomberg have have green as a as a as a brand which is all about the environment and everything and just on that uh you you grew up here in dubai yourself how how have you seen the sort of city evolve in terms of sustainability and uh in your yeah yeah it's a great question um you uh like i mentioned being vegan um being vegetarian vegan from the start wasn't easy but when you look at I think we have about, there's about four major big groups uh, that are focused on vegans in Dubai uh, mm. and, uh, you know, doing vegan in Dubai, so on and so forth. There's about 15, 20,000 people in these groups, mm. uh, Dubai-based communities yeah. that are talking, the entire conversation around those, on those platforms is about how do I, how do I do this? Uh, I'm new to doing this and, and support groups that help you um, um, navigate your way through it. So it's, it's a complete shift. I mean, I can't even remember. Um, I, I, I can't even compare it to five years ago. Uh, as, as soon as that, like the last, I feel like the last couple of years alone, veganary, I mean, in Dubai, veganary is such a big, you know, it's a buzzword. People, everyone's embracing it. Not yeah. just, not just, people and companies that consume uh but uh restaurants you you have restaurants that are now focusing entire menus on plant-based meals mm. and again it's really some of it might be on trend but a lot of it is really based on uh, consumers asking for it and wanting it and expecting yeah. it there's demand so yeah. there is a big yeah there's an absolutely big shift with that um i think that uh you know, you fast forward between now and the next 10 years, I really think that this isn't something that's going to go away. Mm. We all know the impact that climate change, uh, that our food choices, our consumption choices have on, uh, you know, climate change is an example, but also food scarcity, um, you know, animal rights and so on. BBC did an article just yesterday, I believe, about how COVID has made, or coronavirus has made, consumers more ethical mm. uh, in their choices you know people want to shop local they want to support farms they want to they want to um, uh, they want to try and and, uh, and and understand where their food comes from but also what impact that that choice has on the entire food chain so 
never before has there been this much dialogue, this much conversation, this much awareness, this much research on veganism or plant-based meals. That's super exciting. It's a great time to, to not just jump on the bandwagon, but allow yourself the opportunity to see what the fuss is all about, yeah. at least. Mm. Um, you know, just we've had, uh, it, it's, it's been a good month for us because obviously Veganary has helped and you can automatically see that. So when we started the business in September, we had a, we had a customer base, but this month alone, the number of people that have been curious and have, or have dedicated themselves to doing Veganary, much as like yourself, um, just, just shows. And we're small, you know, we're yeah. only small time, but even some of the most established meal companies have expanded their vegan range and I believe that that is a response to what customers uh, want. We are we are dedicated to being plant-based and we're the only ones in the region, as far as we can tell. Mm. Uh, there is no one else in the Middle East dedicated to doing plant-based recipes, which is, for us, was a big, uh, it, was a, it was a long conversation. My co-founders are not vegan. They're not even really vegetarian. They try to be most of the time but they're not why, and so people why not that. <laughs> why not what do you think why not yeah um or what would, I, I, what would I, they I, say I think, yeah i think for them it's a it's it's part of the process like they're learning they're but they're also you know they come from cultures where meat has been a big part of their diet of their yeah. their culture their history um and their meal times with their families so mm. for them to completely shift even them who are vested in this business, wow. it, it's um, it's really refreshing to to work with people who also represent the customer base yeah. and who understand the customer dilemmas when it comes to food choices. Um, I would say that they're most of the time they eat vegetarian and vegan meals. They'll definitely opt for it, especially if they're with me in a restaurant, but, but they, they don't automatically um, say that they're, they're vegans, which is uh, an assumption that most people make uh, fairly enough, but it's also just to show that you, that, that curiosity can be met without you having to convert to being completely vegan yeah. until you're ready. You know, being being plant-based requires time and effort and understanding. So you want to make sure your meals are complemented and they're, that, you're, that you're planning and that you know what you're doing. And the whole part of the journey with the beatbox is really to give you those tools to help you do that. Yeah. Because if you decide, okay, 1st of January, I'm going to be vegan or plant-based, and then you open your fridge and there's nothing really there, you know, you're naturally going to fail and we want to give you every step to succeed. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think I just asking why out of, because, you know, I think it's just interesting for people like I wasn't for a long time and I knew at some yeah. point in my life because of all this information that it will make natural yeah. sense to test it out. And you know, I, I would look at it from an endurance point, sport point of view, from an energy point of view and try and research that. But at the other level, in terms of running a business, you don't necessarily, you know, need to uh, be a, a car enthusiastic to sell cars. You don't necessarily like if, yeah. you, if, if you kind of understand consumer behaviors and trends, you can still be a, 
operate and run a very good business so i didn't mean that from an acquisition of point of view they don't have yeah. to be more authentic <laughs> like it can be a very legit business no. yeah no it's a, it's actually really good to have that balanced viewpoint because i bring for me it's a it's a it's a very conscious decision to mm. to be solely plant-based when we initially started there was a the conversation can we be vegetarian and vegan but that did not hold true at all to what i wanted to do because there's still challenges with being vegetarian and the same challenges around uh animal animal welfare and climate change and etc also impact when you're when you're vegetarian but so it was never uh but but those those questions were asked you know yeah. can we do a bit of both can we do some cheeses can we and yeah. uh no. it was no <laughs> there's no it's, but, it's good it's good because it's kind of people wouldn't people like would if they want it they will find you and they will learn yeah yeah but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a financial decision to just focus on vegans for sure even though now the numbers and and the trends and it all looks like that's the right space to be in it's a very niche space still really, yeah. really niche and you know it's growing and we're probably a couple of years ahead of the the real uh you know the real growth i would say especially here in dubai so you you still see so it's still a very niche market so it was not a financially driven decision mm. to just be in the vegan space for sure if you, you it was more of a yeah the more of the purpose yeah and <laughs> so it's and and it's part of the kind of sustainable story of dubai as well which is nice to hear but i think in terms of behavior yeah. challenges you know you've got people who who cook you've got people who uh, order groceries yeah. delivery or collect and you've got people who order delivery at home in terms are people who eat out and they, there's reservation yeah. apps and things for that but um yeah. you mentioned earlier about the plans so for example uh a, a personal story so when i said i was going vegan my mom said um richard why don't you just be happy uh, why why keep changing <laughs> And then, and then she said, um, and I want, I think you should take a really long, hard think about this. In other words, like, uh, and then she said, uh, not for me, no thanks, no way. Right. And even though not a big media, but comes from Ireland, as, as we discussed before, uh, you know, the, the cow and the farms and the milk and the meat, it's just, it's just so ingrained in lifestyle. And then Richard, but you love yeah. eating fish in nice restaurants. Like you really will like it. But even then, yesterday just arrived yesterday and there's already a vegan uh there was already a vegan um bite snacks like a kind of an oaty based uh cake uh made so mm. so for her it's accessible in terms of uh you know you can get vegan products in the store and there are lots and lots as you as you will know there's lots and lots of vegan recipe apps but how do you kind yeah. of you know how would i then with my mum per se uh you know think that this would is going to be a benefit and then if you are providing the recipes and the uh, ingredients then would it not be natural fit to have um uh, vi cooking videos and to make learning and teaching extra in terms of content is that what you're looking at a hundred percent if if we could be in 20 places at the same time which <laughs> we kind of are uh we have all the plans there's a lot of requests for video content and for online um uh, online recipes and cards to, to 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 translate that into content that people can watch and cook at the same time it's just a matter of 
actually doing yeah. it. We haven't, we've had all the plans to do it, but we haven't okay. got around to doing it. I saw We're self-funded. I, I saw the big sigh. So sorry for putting more pressure on. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to on the head. You're absolutely right. We, uh, you know, uh, can't, um, like video is something that everybody finds a lot easier to follow. We try and keep the recipes really simple. Um, you know, a lot of the, the things are pre-made for us in the kitchen space. So one thing that you should, uh, that I should probably highlight is that a lot of the foods that are cooked, like the beans, we all cook it from dry and we actually try and limit the preservatives and additives as well. Mm. So that's really good. So when everything comes to you, you're really, you're, it's quite minimal and the recipes are fairly simple to follow. You're talking about five, 10, 15 minutes of prep mm. and then you're, everything's in the oven or okay. on, the, uh, you know, on the stove. So the idea is that if you wanted something really simple and quick, a recipe should help you navigate that quite, quite easily. Mm. But yes, yes, we okay. want to do video and yes, okay. <laughs> we're on it. Well, it's <laughs> the next great time to, you and I have yeah. a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a lot will be changing. So it's a bit, and you know, I think that's I a good, so. good note to fi finish it on. It's been amazing uh, chatting to you and timely and I pronounce it right yes. next time. Veganary. <laughs> Not, yeah. Veganary. Oh, yeah. Veganary, yeah. There's a few. And you mentioned a term that I hadn't heard before the paleo and vegan combination. Yeah, pegan. So, Cycle Hub, Cycle Bistro, uh, <laughs> they, they have a paleo yeah. meal plan that I've been getting. And they they said the okay. the pegan one, and I thought it was just something they made up. But some one of my friends in the US sent me a link to pegan. Uh, so it's obviously somewhere out there. But it's they're actually obviously as you know they're they're closely related. So there's already no dairy yeah. and there's no refined kind yeah. of um, things like that. So um, I yeah. just had to cut out eggs and meat, uh, which has been tricky. I did really well Easy. for, for yeah, <laughs> no, I did really well for 10 days uh, because we were isolated and had meal plan. And then we went for lunch yeah. in this really nice Portuguese restaurant and the chef came wow. over um, and he said, any dietary requirements? And I said, no, no, no. I forgot to say I'm <laughs> vegan because I, I didn't register that I am. So, and then the dishes kept coming and it was a taster menu and all this beautiful fish came out. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and, and at the end, it, I had I, think I had avocado basically for lunch. And then at the end, because they didn't have anything. And then, he's, and then he brought this big mer meringue cake uh, and he said, I'll get you some uh, fruit salad. And he forgot. And leaving two and a half hours later, he said, oh, I forgot about your fruit salad. So that, that was my most difficult moment this month. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I know what you go through. <laughs> See, I, I think, yeah. But yeah. I really want you to, to I'm going to get you to try the beatbox because it's really more than avocado and fruit salad. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's just, it's just learning and, and knowing and things like that. But in restaurants, yeah. but as you said, there's so yeah. much more awareness now and so many places have uh, yeah. options. Anyway, it's easy. Really nice to speak to you and congratulations to you really and your nice co-founders. And um, yeah, we'll, so we'll follow the beatbox uh, story. That's it for another episode of Dubai Works. Thank you so much for listening and please leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. It really helps with organic searches. Also, if you'd like to appear on Dubai Works or know someone who has an inspiring business story in Dubai, please do get in touch on any of the smashy social platforms.